self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R On Point. And on TikTok at Eddie B Talking. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. We're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to respond to, you could send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on any of the aforementioned uh, social media platforms. And I don't think we have any letters. We're going to get into these reddits. Let's do it. I got a bunch of them. I have a bunch. I'd say from like two weeks ago, so I don't remember any of these. <laughs> okay. So they're new to me um, all over again. They're probably going to be disappeared on your ass. Nah, if they're still showing up now. They're still there. Some of them, I'm sure, have disappeared because I have saved more than this. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole for buying my daughter a flip phone after I found out that she was a lesbian and, in fact, didn't have a boyfriend? Ma'am. <sighs> what? Of course you what? are. Except to the Christian bigots. (laughs) Would I be an asshole if I told my friend is disabled? How? Am I the asshole for asking my husband to stop walking around the house shirtless because our toddler is copying him? It's a kid. What? Why are you upset about that? And it's a boy child. What, What do you mean? Am I the asshole for tolerating a night out with my girlfriend? <laughs> Why is it if you feel that way about it? You shouldn't even right, right. uh-huh. <laughs> Am I the asshole for not allowing my daughter to contact her biological parents? Oh, that's the one I want to hear. The bio parents? Uh-huh. All right. She's 40, her husband's 42, and the daughter's nine. I and my husband have a daughter. She was adopted when she was born by myself and my husband, and she knows she's adopted. Her biological mom was a very sweet 17-year-old girl who wanted to give her the best life she could. I don't know if her father knows she was ever born. There were no drug issues or anything like that. Recently, she had a school project where she was supposed to write about where she comes from. She is determined to find her biological mother and father to find out. I offered for her to write about our family instead. My husband and I don't want her reaching out to told her this and she's upset saying we don't understand and that she'll always wonder about them she said we're being selfish and keeping her from finding out who she is we obviously just want what's best for her am i the asshole she also put some commonly to answers to some commonly asked questions before so just in case any of these are ones that you might have the adoption was closed per my husband and i's request the birth mother did give us her contact information in case our daughter ever wanted to find her what bitch She does have a letter from her birth mother explaining why she was adopted and that it wasn't because she didn't love her. Ma'am. So you're literally choosing to not allow this child to find out who her birth parents are. Because, like, you have all the information to give to her. So this is literally just you not. It's not we can't. It's not it'll be hard. And what if we can and she'll be disappointed? It's none of that. You literally just don't want her to contact them. That's fucked up. Like, you know. So how did this come? Did, 
How would this come to be? This wouldn't be them seeking a surrogate. This would be a, a open adoption. She said it was close. She they request her and her husband requested that it be closed. But a closed adoption would traditionally mean that they wouldn't know the parent, right? No, closed adoption means that once the adoption takes place, there's no contact with the biological parents. Open means that at some point, you know, the adopted parents can be involved. Both parties agree. I don't even know why they like if I was adopting a kid and I was doing a closed adoption, I wouldn't want no information, nothing from the parent. I wouldn't take no letters. I wouldn't, I would make sure that we can't contact the person. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have lived that child's whole childhood knowing that that parent could have been contacted at some point and just chosen not to do it. That's a dick move. <laughs> like, it's I would it. set myself up to not be in the position that they currently in. To and, have the information and just yeah. not be giving it. Yeah. And it can only get worse because let's say, let's say that this child doesn't know that this ain't they, her, her birth parents, right? Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time before she get to be in a senior high school and people ask how old her parents is and they be like, your parents got that. Because she 42 with the child is nine by the time, 10 more years, eight more years, they finna be pushing 50. Somebody gonna put the math together. They be like, your mama had two years. She, well, she would have only, she would have been in her 30s. I guess so. Like 42, right. nine. Yeah, she would have been like 30. 32, something like that. I guess it could be a regular late pregnancy. Yeah. If I had a kid now, that's the exact situation for me. <laughs> At 37. Right. Damn, you was in that situation if you have kids. I am. But I get old ass mom too. Damn. You know, if, I, if I had kids, I would be. But you'd be an old ass dad. I have no damn kids. <laughs> My thing. Or fostering is, or adopting. You know. I'm going to have to leave. You have a kid that. You have a kid. I'm going to just have to shower gifts on that nigga. Look, my little brother this week talking about some... Um, <laughs> I talked about my family dynamics on, on the podcast before. So I was talking to him. He was like, yo, your clock is running out. Like, I need you to have a kid. So, like, I actually have a niece or a nephew that I like and can interact. <laughs> and so he was like, I know I can fuck with your kid. Like, I need you. I'm like... He don't you like don't Mike kids? The motherfucker? Huh? He don't like your brother kids? My brother's kids have been through trauma, and so they have behaviors that are not desirable to be around. <laughs> Damn. So okay. he walks like a niece and nephew. He was like, I know I will be able to fuck with your kid because your kid, gonna, you know, they're going to know what to do. And I was like, yeah, if I ever had one. But how are you just going to ask me to spend a bunch of fucking money? You going to help me pay for this goddamn kid, this, this kid that will come to be like, get out of my face. You want somebody you can just come hang out with all the, uh, you know, whenever you want to. Meanwhile, I'm stuck with this little nigga. No, <laughs> no thanks. Um, if you're gonna like let it be known that your child is adopted, and you're gonna like be very open with them, then you should expect that at some point that kid, because it's it is a natural thing to want to know where you come from, and and y'all gave her the letter from her mother telling her that I loved you, I just couldn't take care of you. She knows that it wasn't anything like she was on drugs. She knows it wasn't anything like that. So like, why wouldn't she want to reach out to this lady who gave her up because she thought it was the best thing for her to do at the time? And why wouldn't she want to know like what her biological, like 
I just don't understand why you would do it the way that you did it. And then now you're going to like tell this kid, well, no, like we know we let you know all these things about your mom, but you can't meet her. <laughs> you know, write about our family when you're writing about your history like that. It just you it's know, unreasonable the way that they approach this to me. You know, foster and adoptive parents, man, they're. They hearts be in the right place, but they skills don't be in the right place. Like they really don't, it just don't feel like they do any research about what to do with traumatic or traumatized kids or kids that may grow up to ask these questions. Like they have no idea what kind of things will harm them. It, it to me, clearly to me and you is like overtly, clearly, if you know you're not gonna let this child engage with the parent, then why would you let that child know about that parent's existence? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. She did two updates. Uh, first update, I took some people's advice and called the phone number I have. To my surprise, she returned my voicemail. Well, yeah. <laughs> people don't really change. Like, crazy people all the time, like, that have, like, because at this point, you don't even really need to change your number to keep somebody from calling. You can actually block people from calling and texting. I don't even need to change my number because you can't. Well, I guess if you got somebody that just like call you from different numbers to keep calling, you maybe it will become annoying. But I don't feel like people change their numbers as much as they used to. Like when we first had phones and you couldn't do all the shit you can do on them now. But anyway, she so I did get her age wrong. She was 18 when she adopted our daughter and is now 28. Not married and no additional children. She did confirm the biological father that does not know my daughter was born. I let her know why I was calling, but that I truly did not want them to have communication. I explained my reason and that we're her parents and are only doing what we think is best. She let me know that when my daughter and I are ready, she'll be there to answer any questions. So she would it. She's open to it. I should also add her biological mother did offer to do an interview by sending a video answering my daughter's questions or an email. So y'all are the only ones with problems with this. <laughs> like yeah. this could easily happen. She did a second update. We, did, we had a long conversation with our daughter last night about the reason she'd like to talk to her biological mother and father. My husband and I had a long conversation after that. Today, we called her biological mother. They had a conversation over FaceTime with our supervision. Our daughter did ask about her biological father and her biological mother did ask my husband and I if it was okay to talk about. She told our daughter his name, but doesn't know how to contact him. They were high school sweethearts and haven't talked in a couple of years. I did promise my daughter we'd help find him. Maybe he'll see this here. Our daughter's name is Aubrey and we're hoping she'll find him. So they, I mean, it took a lot. They came around. But in the end. <laughs> they came around. You did what you needed to like, do. They could have said, we need to vet this situation to make sure. And that They said, fun. we need to make sure that you're old enough. They could have said a lot of things that got them there. But like to just be like, no, we're not going, you're not going to meet them at first. Like that's, if they could come around to it, why were they this adamant against it? I guess it took a Reddit post and people roasting their asses for them to goddamn start changing. Well, nobody people, in their natural habitat probably would have did. People were sharing, like some of the people in the Reddit have been adopted and they shared their own stories too. Um, and basically was just like, you know, you can do this. The fact of the matter is, once a child becomes curious about this, one, you just going to make a problem that wasn't there before between you and this child. And two, you can't stop them from doing this. What happens when she turned 18? 
Like you, you're just gonna put off the inevitable because if they want to find them, they're going to. Like, and you, again, you're just gonna make yourself an enemy in this. You're gonna be yeah. on the wrong side of history. <laughs> you're creating a relationship deficit between don't her and y'all for something she's that she's gonna, gonna come do anyway at some point. And she's gonna do it because she don't need y'all to do that. Honestly, truthfully, at the, in this day and age with social media and the ability to like just track people down. At nine, she really don't fucking need y'all. Because if her mom, she'd probably know how to use social media better than both of y'all asses. Mm -hmm. And so, like, truly, if she has her mother's name, she could have found her without y'all. And still can. (laughs) And, you know, the reality is, it's not like this can't create a problem with the adoptive parents. Because it could, at a point when you become that rebellious teenager, you could always be like, well, y'all not my parents. or. You know, I talk to my mama, this, that, this, that, if they have an ongoing relationship. Um, but I think that uh, that's just the trade-off for making sure that your child has a genuine life and understands who they are. I think parents be trying to control the narrative and make sure that they don't have no outside forces influencing the child, but it costs the child something especially if they know that their parent exists. It's costing the child something. So you ain't doing it for yourself you're doing it for your child's identity. Yeah. Because it could be so many other things. Mama, why my nose don't look like y'all? Why my chin don't look like y'all? Why my, you know what I'm saying? At least now you don't. You ain't going to get none of those questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't ever because she, she's known her whole life she was adopted. Like, she knew they weren't her parents. Oh, okay. I missed that piece. Yes. They she's they were open and honest with her. So she she knows that they're not her parents. She's all, anybody listening that apply to where you, know, yeah. you got a child that don't at some point, they may ask questions about why we don't look alike um, or things that allude to them realizing it. And, you know, um, I worked with some people. They weren't my clients, so I'll talk about it. And they had a son that was adopted. And one day they was driving and, and he was in the back seat and, and he was like, am I adopted? And they don't seem to know where it came from. They found out where it came from. It turns out that he had a friend at school that he really liked that was adopted. And he wanted to be adopted. Oh. <laughs> and so he was asking, like, from the innocent child perspective of, uh, am I adopted? Because, like, it would be cool to be that because my friend is adopted. And it yeah. just turned out that he so happened to be. And they told him the truth and shit went downhill from there. I mean, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have went downhill if they wouldn't have told him. I'm just yeah. saying. It's just, it was in the stars. Maybe it was in the stars for him to be a menace. Yeah. But, but you know, that that adoption stuff is, uh, you got you to tap dance around that real carefully. Because I, there is a version of a nine-year-old that, and a version of a, a parent that gave that child up that would not be appropriate for that yeah. kind of conversation, you know, I have, relationship. I have no desire to adopt for a number of reasons. Um, And so, you know, the older I get and I'm like, I don't know if I'm having a kid or whatever. Everybody's like, well, you can always adopt. Fuck you. No, I can't (laughs) because I don't want to. If I don't have a biological child, I will not have any kids. That's what I feel like. If I were if I wanted a child and was going to have a child, the only way I have a child is by uh, birthing my own. Yeah. not me birthing a child but me participating in somebody birthing a child but but I wouldn't do that because I don't want no kids and 
Uh, and even in the event that I wanted kids and my soldiers was marching in circles, and so I, I, I couldn't have kids, then unless my partner held me to the fire, then it'll be like, no, nah, we're not having kids then. Like, it's not meant to be. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel. Other people. And you know what? Maybe, maybe if they hold me to the fire too much, I'll just be like, this is exclusionary criteria. We can't continue this relationship. You got to go find you somebody to get some kids from. I don't know. Yeah. If but, I felt like my partner was um, limiting the desires that she had in her life and because of me, then yeah. If it was an option for both of us, then that would be better. But yeah. I'm having kids either way. Nope. Just creating a weird scenario. going to be 40. That shit is so wild, man. I don't feel this old. Like I do in moments. There'll be moments where I'm like, shit. You know, I'll be talking to a kid, explain, talking to something, uh, talking to them about something, and they'll have this glazed look over their face because they have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about because it's something that's so far behind where they are that they were not even born and have no concept of what I'm talking. I have moments of feeling old, but like day to day, I'll be like, damn, I'm gonna be forty soon. It's like, I, what? It don't feel like I've been on earth. Some days it feel like I've been on earth for a hundred years. And then some days it's like, I can't be 38, almost 38. That's not possible. My birthday's in less than a month. What? Time is weird. Time is fucking weird. It is. Um, like, what was it? I was playing Pictionary with a kid. And one of the words, they had no idea what it was. And I was like, Oh, I wish I could remember what it was. I had to explain what it was. Like, mm. I'm so old. Like, <laughs> shit is fucking weird. Oh, uh, there's a TikTok question where a dude asks, uh, what game did you play when you were young that you think want, that you want to have a remake, but you think would never get one? And the game that I talked about was Siphon Filter. And I had to go back to thinking about PlayStation 1 shit. And I'm like, it's only a, uh, this question has an age gap on it. <laughs> like, Siphon Filter, what the hell is that? That sounds like a fucking car park. <laughs> you know, like, the fuck is that kind of game? Is that? And then if they go look at the graphics, they're going to be like, oh, y'all prehistoric niggas. Kids will humble you. For sure. Like, you start feeling like you're young and shit, them little niggas will be like, nope, you old as fuck. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, it's so crazy. It's cra- it is crazy that they have shit in their history books that you lived through. You realize 9-11 is in history books? I was in high school. I remember where I was when that shit happened. <laughs> A kid trying to humble me talking about my age, talking about me being old, and I'm going to say, no, this just means that your knowledge is limited. Let's just understand this right now. <laughs> you don't have a lot of experience here, okay? It's just it's Ooh, the worst is like, oh, have you been watching the new season of Atlanta? No, not yet. The new season of Atlanta feel like the old, the first season of Atlanta. It the last season, I don't even know if I watched the last episode of the last season. It, it that that shit where they was in New Amsterdam or wherever they was at, that shit was weird. I've been binge watching random British supernatural shows. <laughs> Don't know why. 
British supernatural shows like Doctor yeah. uh, Doctor Who. Not like Doctor Who. Well, kind of like it's supernatural shit, fairies and like a whole kind of shit. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you're watching something different than some fucking nigga shit. Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean I piece it in there between killing and clearly, shit. clearly. But <laughs> all you be talking about is killing nigga shit instead of like other things okay. that you do and that you yeah. listen to. Yeah, uh, um, doing that and playing Dreamlight Valley, which I did not think I was going to get into as much as I have. Stardew? No. Dreamlight Valley is Disney. That's a different game? Stardew Valley is, yes. Wait, what were you playing before? Animal Crossing? Okay, Animal Crossing. So, Dreamlight Valley. Are they related? Dreamlight Valley and Stardew Valley? No. Well, Dreamlight Valley is a cross between Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley in that it's a farming kind of game like Stardew Valley, but it has like the collection piece to it, like Animal Crossing, but it's Disney characters. Oh, that's I saw that. It's it's full of Disney characters. And it's in open access. So like they're still developing the game and you're basically like helping them work out the kinks to the game, which means there's constantly updates and they're constantly they just added Scar from Lion King um in October. But but because it's an open access, there's only so far that you can get to. So like I've done everything I can do. I'm just waiting for them to like put out another update at this point. But I was into it like how I was with Animal Crossing, where I was playing every free moment I had, and mm. then I, I've done everything now. So apparently you get 2,500 moonstones on Monday. I know I saw that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a moonstone is. I was looking at this game because in my head I was like, is this something I would play that red plan too? Absolutely not. If you quit and play Animal Crossing, like, so again, it's a cross between Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley. There's all these quests that you have to do, and um, if you wouldn't play Animal Crossing, you probably wouldn't play this. I'm not saying I wouldn't play Animal Crossing. It just, because, you know, I guess watching you play it, it wasn't, like, collecting butterflies and fish and shit. I mean, (laughs) maybe I would do that. Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't, I, I don't. You know what? I don't stick around enough for those kind of like gathering games mm-hmm. to do the stuff that makes it fun to play. I would just gather just enough shit to get tired of collecting shit, and then be like, "Okay, I'm done." I guess the the positive thing about Animal Crossing is that because it operates in real world time, what you can collect has a time limit on it, and when and so like. So like I will I open Animal Crossing at least once a month because every month there's new stuff. Like we're in November now. So there's stuff that's available in November that's not available any of the rest of the time of the year. Like October they have a Christmas thing where you can collect I mean not Chris, uh a Halloween thing where you can collect all these Halloween themed items that you can only so like if you miss it, you literally have to wait till next October <laughs> to get the shit. So I guess that it gives you an incentive to at least open the game at least once a month to try to get things that because if you don't get them when they're available, you can't get them literally a year. Uh, Stardew Valley operates in real time in that whatever time you go into the game, that's what time it is in the game. But like it doesn't take days to do shit like you can grow crops and stuff in a matter of minutes or hours, depending on the crop. But in Animal Crossing, that shit take a little day. <laughs> so, uh, I prefer Dreamlight Valley over Animal Crossing. Or I think they're going in a good direction with it. And like I said, it's in early access, so they're still basically 
making major changes to the game. So that's what I've been playing. And then I tried this game last night that just came out like yet Friday called Harvestella. That's Harvest similar. Ella. Yeah. It's like an RPG Animal Crossing Stardew Valley mix. <laughs> hmm. I don't like the mechanics of it though. I downloaded the demo, but $60 for that game. And so I just downloaded the demo to see if I would even like it in that. I played through the demo. It's more like Stardew Valley, I think, in the way that it, <clears throat> it operates, but I, I don't like it. Gotcha. Not the game for me. I don't even know how we got all the way the fuck off on this tangent, but here we are. <laughs> we went into several different little categories. We we doing shit like we finna do two hours. <sighs> I'm gonna choose the ones I want because it's a bunch of okay. them about a bunch of them about fathers and i'm like i want to trigger jen's trauma you gonna trigger me i'm i know I'm settled in my trauma like <laughs> i'm settled in my trauma okay um i trigger mine here <laughs> am i the asshole for telling my dad he's an average parent and not a super dad like he thinks he is no <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> the nigga average, he average. Be better. I'm in my early 20s. I bought a used car with my own money and had my dad come with this mechanic who I also paid to make sure the car was okay. My dad and I took turns driving home because I'm still not comfortable behind the wheel. I bought the car so I could get insured and registered since my dad's vehicle is not and I could use it for my driving test. In my state, it's legal to register a car without a license. So long as you have a valid state ID and insurance and aren't uh, you aren't the primary driver, when I bought the car, I asked my dad if he would sign the title for me with this reason. He said yes, but never did. Since then, we've made plans to go to the DMV, but he canceled on me twice. The third time, I went to do it myself, and they informed me that I was lucky that I, they didn't have to put me in a police car out front as I have a bench warrant out for my arrest. What? Logically it would make sense to leave there and turn myself in, but there are a few problems. I don't remember being issued a court date. Two, I'm in the middle of a semester in college. Three, I just started a new job. I actually don't know what to do. So I explained the situation to my dad, basically asking him to register the car in his name. I would pay for everything. So I could be able to use it for school and work-related stuff until the end of the term next month, mid-December. When I finish the term, I can turn myself in. It'll also give me time to let my boss know I'll be out a few days and establish a bit of rapport. He got upset that I went alone after he didn't show and sent me a link to a Bell's bondsman. He didn't really give an answer. Later on, I called him and asked him what he thought about it, and he basically snapped saying that I was an adult now and I should have been more responsible, that now I'm making it everyone else's problem. And I admitted he was right, but I needed his help. My friends my age still live with their parents. If they have cars, their parents bought them and registered them and then helped them get their licenses too. Pay for repairs and bills while their kids drive us around. I literally just wanted a tag for my car. I would pay for everything just like I have been. I've been living on my own for two years. I'm very responsible when it comes to my bills. And just this one time, I couldn't do it all myself. He said I was entitled and felt like the world owed me something for good behavior or something like that. I told him I just wanted my dad to be there for me when I needed a favor, besides like $10 for food every blue moon that I always pay back. He said he wished he had a dad like him growing up, which is something he just throws out anytime you think about disagreeing with him. That's when I told him he wasn't as good as he thinks. He said... Fine, be that way and hung up. He's been ignoring me for days when my sisters think I'm an asshole. My brother is on my side and agrees that dad could at least try. 
Bitch. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You can go I ahead. just had this conversation. Sometimes people, okay, if you have a shitty ass parent growing up that didn't do the bare minimum, and then you grow up and become a parent, you don't get stars for doing the bare fucking minimum. It's sad that your parent didn't give that to you, but you can't do the bare minimum and be like, I'm the greatest parent ever. I wish I had a parent like me. Of course you do, because you had a fucking terrible parent. But that doesn't mean that you're doing all the things that you need to do just because you're doing the bare minimum. You're doing the bare minimum. Like you want accolades for that shit because it's not what you had, but what you had was just really terrible. It doesn't make your bare minimum this amazing thing. Like, you're just doing the bare minimum. And parents don't be realizing this sometimes. Like, I'm sorry you had a shitty growing up, but you can't do the bare minimum and think that your kid owes you all this stuff because you're doing what your parent should have done, what your job as a parent is. Like, that should be driving me crazy, man. Like, y'all really be out here doing the least and thinking that it's the most. Like, your dad, your grandfather might have been a terrible parent, but, like, your dad is just doing what he's supposed to do and what his father was supposed to do. That's it. But this is a different problem, though. And I think that this is another problem that entitled kids have, where the child is trying to decide which moments their parents participate in that make them good or not. I think this one of their moments. It's like, because you're not participating in things on my terms, this is where I identify you as not as good as you think you are. Now, don't get me wrong. He may think he's a certain level of good, you know, but I don't like the person telling the story right here. And I don't like how motherfucker glossed over how he got a bench warrant. Like, what is that about? Like, I thought that is was going to be a part of the story. Related to the car? I don't, it is don't it seem like of, it. Is it because he's still, because he's still been riding around in his car. Well, no, because he went to the DMV. Well, I don't know. Maybe. maybe He's still been driving around in the car. He's just been driving around in it without the the shit he need to have. I just assumed the bench warrant was about the car. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But. Because, I mean, if it wasn't, that's a minor detail being left out. Let's see what some of the people saying. Yeah, this one long. One of them say, I, I have to say I'm quite confused with this story. You have a warrant out for your arrest and you don't know why, how, or when it happened. That just doesn't make sense. You need to find out what that's about. You say it's an inconvenient time for all this to happen. So I guess we I ain't the only one who confu- we ain't the only ones confused about the warrant piece. Yeah. Another one, the problem is not your dad. It does seem like the purchase of the cars caused a lot of issues. Given all circumstances mentioned, was it even the right time to purchase a car? Seem that you have enough on your plate that you just added another complicated thing to it, especially when you would have to bother someone else, in, in this case your father, to go through the process to actually purchase the car. Working, studying, a court hearing, a car and a driver's license could wait. Your father wasn't the reason you got the bench warrant. Uh, the car is how he, I mean, if the car is how he gets to work and to school, then it can't wait. And he would still be bothering somebody because, like, okay, he he scraps the car idea. Would his dad then be having to take help him get to work and to school without the car? Like, how so, how would he do it? Without he's an, like he's an adult. Like, what part of being a like how what kind of sense would it make if you created some moment for yourself where you could only do it with 
your parent and you get mad at your parent because of the system you done engaged them in in that way. And I guess they play a role because they said, hey, well, he's help 30. You. I mean, it sounds like he's he did he say how old he is? He's in college. He's still early 20s. OK. I feel like that means that he he probably about 23. The way he talked about his classes sound like he fresh in school, not on the out. Like he, he fresh right in school, school at 23. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically he's good. But the fact that he don't have a driver's license. I feel like, like it would serve him. I feel like at the beginning of. Going I feel to- like it would serve him more in this story to be as young as possible. Yes. And I feel like if you said 18, 19, 20, 21, it would make sense. So if you say early 20s, I feel like you're not 21 or 22. I feel like you got to be 23. But person. I feel like kids want to be older. So, like, if I, you know, if I was 20, I would be like, yeah, I'm in early 20s. Because you don't want to sound like a... <laughs> but he don't context... know that it would serve him to sound younger. But in the context of this story... The older you get, the more ready for to come for your ass in terms yes. of your ass is grown, bitch. Why are you talking to your daddy about grown folk responsibilities? Now, yeah. I guess I don't know if he he would be aware of that like that. I mean, him not having his license is what makes me feel like he's on the younger side, not the older side. This story like, also didn't give us insight to why he believes the dad believes he's a super dad. Like, what has dad done to make you feel like dad believes he's a super dad. I, I don't, I ain't hear nothing in here that implicates that. All I heard was him say that he said he would, he would have loved to have had a dad like him. And that's and so, like, but again, like that's what makes me feel like it's like he, he's doing what he would have wanted his dad to do for him and therefore it must be better. Well, but it depends on how dad granddad is. Like granddad might have been like your daddy, you know what I'm saying, and it's like. But that's what I'm saying, like so. That's why I. That's back to what I was saying in the beginning about. So my dad was horrible. If I got married and had a husband who was like doing the bare minimum, that's still better than my dad. But it doesn't make him a super dad. It just makes him a dad, like the way you're supposed to be. But like sometimes because people had such a terrible experience in parenting when they do those bare minimum things that they wanted their parent to do, it seems bigger for them. Because I would have loved to have had this, like my, my mom didn't do any of these things for me. Well, cause she was shitty. What you're doing for your child is what you're supposed to do for your child. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Well, and that's what your mom should have done for you. It also could be that dad is doing what he's supposed to do, not marketing it as him being a super dad, and when he says that I wish I had a dad like me growing up, it just means not a destructive asshole. And the child is interpreting dad saying that as you must think you some kind of super dad. And this kid is feeling like some level of entitlement to me. That's how I'm hearing him talk. I, I mean, because well. I mean, he's not asking, I, I guess because of the small, he's not asking his dad to pay for the car. He's not asking him to pay for the tag. He's asking him because he can't get on the title for him to get on the title so that he can get all of the stuff moving. Like, he's not asking, what he's asking for is not like a major thing that I feel like an a, a overly entitled kid would ask for. Overly entitled kid would be like, you need to buy me a car. You need to pay for my car insurance, pay for the car. Pay. He ain't asking him to pay for shit. He literally just needs his signature. I guess that's why it's like, that. I don't know why that's such a big deal. 
because he asked him to do this even before he knew that he was gonna have the bench that he had the bench warrant. His dad never did it. That's how he started the story out that he was supposed to have done it. He didn't do it, and then he became more pressed about it once he had the bench warrant. But he not asking. He asking him for a signature. Yeah. No money. Like, I guess that's why I'm like, well, why is that? <laughs> that's not a big askings of a parent. You know, asking him to buy him a car, sure. I would be like, you entitled as fuck. Your parents don't owe you buying you a car. But a signature so that he can pay for his own car? I don't see why that's such a, why he's giving him such a hard time about this, about a signature. That yeah. seems pretty simple. That's a simple request. <clears throat> I can see it. I can see it your way. Well, I want the kid. I don't know. I just you're right. It's not that big of it. Like it's just just go do it, pops. You know, unless just sign the paper. Like that's all I'm asking you to do. I'm gonna pay for everything. I'm not asking you for no money. I just need your signature because I can't legally do this myself right now. I think it'll just give us so much more content. I mean, you you're twenty something years old. If we had a history of his daddy doing this all the time, you know, if we understood that this is something going on all the time, like. You're twenty something, and this is the first time you finna tell your daddy that he's not a super dad because he's not serving you. Like, has he never served you, or is he just not serving you in this moment? And because this moment done showed up, you just trying to do something to hurt his feelings. I mean, you may so so folk like with me and my dad. I haven't needed him for any so like it didn't serve me to like call him out and tell him what a terrible because it didn't matter. I just I made shit happen on my own. Now, if I got to a point where I couldn't make shit happen on my own and I needed to go to him, then that would be the first time it would even be something for me to even say. Because before that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, even when I have had financial difficulties, it's been my mom that's helped me, not my dad, ever. So, like, I don't even go to him for shit because I know not to. But, like, if my back was against the wall and I had to, then that would be like this kid. And that would be the only time. And I, I, I would literally have to have no other options. Literally. But I don't then I don't think it would have framed it like this because it's like telling my dad he's an average parent like that's a compilation of a bunch of stuff that make you average like not like just this just this moment so it feels like it's more to the story than just this bad. I would tell my dad he's a fucked up parent I would average he's not average he didn't even he didn't his dad he didn't downplay him and say he was a terrible dad he just said you're average at best I would have told my dad he was a fuck up because he was he's not average there's nothing average about the parenting skills of my father i would never call him average is a compliment to me like i wouldn't no i would have it would have been it would have went very differently very differently but i don't know like i guess that it didn't seem like a big thing to ask for a signature um and he asked for it before the bench warrant. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe see him being irritated about the son having the bench warrant. But he asked you for this before that, and you still didn't go do it. You agreed to do it, then didn't, he said at the very beginning. He never went and did it. He's he's responding in the comments. So the warrant, basically, once the lady at the DMV informed me of the warrant, she suggested I contact, contact my county clerk's office. I did that and was told I couldn't be given anything more than vague information over the phone because they want you to come in to be arrested. And arrest your ass. Yeah. Um, he ain't talking about why he got a bench warrant, though. Does he not know if they wouldn't tell him? 
I guess not. Because I wouldn't. So he wouldn't know. Yeah, he wouldn't know. It must not be about the car then. Then um, he is somebody said you got a warrant out and you're worried about this. You the asshole. It said I'm not, I'm worried about the warrant as well. Turning myself in would indicate I want to move forward my future in a positive way. Something I'm more than willing to do, but not at the cost of ten thousand dollars in student loans and overall my future career and livelihood. It's not that I don't plan to turn myself in at all. I just can't right now. He will have to pay that money. Well, and that's you're he's assuming that he gonna get locked up for whatever the fuck it is because turning yourself in if it's something minor doesn't mean you're gonna miss school and work and all of that shit unless it's something major and they're gonna put you in jail for it <laughs> so yeah. i guess it just depends on what it's for if it was for like like some ticket shit you know that ain't nothing to be that concerned about i don't know the warrant thing is weird gotcha the warrant thing is weird um I don't know. You want to so, do it? When do you want me to go? You do one more, and then to do the little thing I was talking about, we, okay. we got to go to that next. We still going to be over an hour. I'm going to do this one because I just want to know what it is. Am I the asshole for reporting my professor? I, first of all, you know, I always pick ones that find his asshole. If you're having to ask, now there are cases where somebody might just be like, maybe I shouldn't have said, you know, they might have truly been, you know, in hurt by this person and just not really know. But I feel like you asking me, you did some fuck shit. Let's see. The professor is a 29-year-old female. And the writer is 20 years old, 20-year-old female. So the professor is 29 and the woman writing this is 20. There is a new professor who joined the university I attend, and she is one of the most stuck up and difficult faculty members I know. She has a whole list of policies when it comes to classroom management, which includes a line about how no consultations will be entertained unless an appointment has been made at least one day in advance, and it has to include the questions you want her to answer. She claims that ensure that every session is efficient and optimized but i just think that she's lazy since it doesn't take much time just to do her job of educating you already sound like a bitch before i even get down to here i just want to be on record <laughs> that you sound like a bitch very much so she's also not around a lot even though classes are still held online and every time i go to her office during office hours she tells me she's busy and to make an appointment it's frustrating because i'm already there so why can't she take some time to answer my question? No acknowledgement of her time, because you just want you. Recently, I waited until the end of the day to go see her. I expected it to be a maximum 10 to 15 minute discussion. And she told me that she was off work hours and to email her my questions. I was livid and told her that she was unprofessional as other professors did not treat their students that way. They were willing to put in more effort in their students' academic journey something she didn't seem to care about she asked how was her behavior unprofessional since she is only contractually obligated to work until 6 p.m and she made her instructions abundantly clear i told her that it is her job to help me learn girl <laughs> and she countered back rudely saying that learning was my responsibility and she couldn't think on my behalf touche to the professor mm. i reported her to the dean who definitely had a talk with her since she's been even colder in class and doesn't engage with us the way she used to. She is even stricter and refuses to be flexible like she used to be. Oh, so you admit that she was flexible before. 
But now that she didn't took that away, she's not flexible how she used to be. Of course, she's not Becky. Uh, city policies I didn't know existed. Should have read up, bitch. My friends who know what I did are pissed because despite her attitude, she really did bend the rules for them whenever they needed, went to her for help. You know why she did that? Because they were appreciative and they showed her that they appreciated the time that she was giving to them. You're entitled, bitchy ass. Went in with the whole wrong attitude and I would have treated you the same fucking way. You can kick rocks, okay? Your job, your only job in college is to learn. (laughs) That's what you're there for. She gave you clear instructions on how to meet with her. And you just going to make her meet with you outside of those instructions because you think the instructions are unfair. She gave you, send me an email. Give me a time. Send me the questions. I will meet with you. You didn't do none of that. You went out of your way to not do none of that. If you want to sit around and wait outside of her office all goddamn day, that's your business, baby. Okay? But you can't get mad when it don't turn out the way that you wanted it to when she told you what you needed to do. You are an asshole. 100% 100% you the whole email or the whole reddit letter mm. fucking bitch damn yeah Christ. he's a dick I don't really got much to add to that I mean why entitlement know it and you again it's so funny to me people like this are always so you're saying she's so cold and she's so inflexible and blah, blah, fucking blah. But then when the dean talked to her and she like, okay, bet. I'm a bitch. Okay, let's see. So then she stopped being flexible at all. Now you're like, she's not even being as flexible as she used to be. But then you said she was never flexible. Isn't that what you just spent this whole letter saying that she was this awful, terrible person? But at the end, when she changes it up, oh, she's not flexible now when she was flexible before. You were just being a bitch. And if I was one of your friends that was in that class with you, I would beat your fucking ass. Because now we all got to suffer because you want to be a bitch. She was helping us because we knew how to act. Now she ain't helping nobody because you're a bitch. You ruined it for everybody. What did this get you? What did you achieve by doing this? Not a goddamn thing. Don't even talk to me. We are no longer friends. You can kiss my ass. We put up with your shit because we can just deal with it when we want to. But now your behavior is starting to impact me outside of this. So you can kick fucking rocks. <laughs> Fuck, <you>. bitch. <laughs> Goddamn. You, oh, that just. And basically everybody's like, she don't owe you shit. She told you what you needed to do. You didn't do it. Um, she had her boundaries set up. You tried to break them shits down. And they were unreasonable. Do you know, I worked in a, a university in one of the, uh, I worked in the criminal justice office. Do you know how many students will like <laughs> either ages show up out of the blue or they'll like be, oh, I'm gonna come by and then they don't come by. She has set up a system so that she could see the most students and she could see people that are serious. Because if you're serious, you're gonna set an appointment and you're gonna come. And it's going to be a lot more order. Like, doing it a day ahead is not unreasonable. I just don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. Somebody said the fact that she's asking students to send in the questions ahead of time indicates that she actually cares to answer them correctly and exhaustively and will put thought and maybe research in ahead of time to ensure that. It bonkers me that the OP takes this as an indication that she's just lazy. I forgot she even, like, This is what Karen's 
like the, the the people that we call Karens now, this is what they look like when they were younger and in college. <laughs> She's on the road to involving herself in other people's shit when she gets older and feeling entitled to tell people what they need to do. This is what that beginning looks like. <laughs> Guarantee you, give her what? 10 years, she gonna be on a TikTok video somewhere showing her ass and with people making fun of her. <laughs> That's where you're on the road to becoming a Karen. Ugh, the just. Let me tell you something. I'm considering going back. I've applied to a PhD program. Let me become a professor. She would hate me. <laughs> I wish the fuck. Oh, she would hate, hate you. I wouldn't hate me. Yes, you would. I don't think because I would. you wouldn't look at the professor as somebody similar to you. You look at somebody obstructing your progress, <laughs> and you you wouldn't like you either in that way. <laughs> I mean, you thinking about you being a professor and you engaging with you, you probably think that y'all would get along. But I no, not at first. Not at first. <laughs> you have to sit down with her and realize she's cool. But if you had to reschedule and overschedule and figure out how to get with her for a month or two, you'll be like, she just an asshole, don't got no time for students. You would be the same way. Probably not as you wouldn't be as caring about it. Not today. You would be, you know, you would be more chill about it than her, but you wouldn't be happy. Until you met them, then then y'all will be cool. Right off, you will hate your ass. <laughs> well, maybe, but yeah, no. I this is the kind of shit. This is why I would do higher education and not not high school because see, I don't have to deal with no parents coming in and all of that shit. Because she's the kind of person that would have had her mom coming. Ain't got time for all of that. I don't have to deal with all of that. All I have to deal with is you, who's in front of me. And she would not have, like, I would have still been very professional because I wouldn't want to lose my job. But, like, you either are going to follow the guidelines that were set forth in this syllabus that you received on the first day and you make a meeting, and you'll send me your questions, or you can continue on in the class the way that you've been going. But those are your only options. I'm not making exceptions for you because I don't make exceptions for other people. You can do it the same way everybody else does, or not at all. It's up to you. You do have a choice in this situation. You can either do it the way that you're supposed to. Or you cannot do it at all. Really, it's up to you. Let me know which one you'd like to choose. But get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> like, I can't. Either. Bitch. <sighs> okay. All right. We're going to wrap the show up with this uh, synopsis about body count. <sighs> Let's see. What it do? I don't know what the video is. I don't know what they finna talk about. I just know it's about body count. Can I see what this woman is? Dialogue is, and we'll just talk about it not long. And it's a sign of disrespect to yourself to not treat sex as something that has value. And I think that guys still value purity in women. I don't think they have to be virgins, but I think they value women who have been hesitant to put their bodies out there with everyone. In other words, they don't bed hop. Maybe they had a couple of partners, a few partners, but it was people that they really cared about. It was committed relationships. There was monogamy involved. It was a sign of self-respect that those women had because they weren't willing to just sleep with anyone. I watch these videos of girls now, young women, early 20s, and you'll ask them, what's your body count? And they'll say, oh, I don't know, 10, 13. 15 that's gross to me as a female i do believe that female body count ma'am <laughs> oh god ma'am 
So you believe that men still value purity, even if it's not you being a virgin. Yes, they value it so much that they will get with a woman like that and then still be fucking the neighborhood and bring back a disease to her because you feel like women should value it, not them. So they they just going to go and do what the fuck they're going to do. That doesn't even make any sense. You <laughs> so women should value it for themselves so that it benefits men, but men should not value it for themselves. No, because it, you know, doesn't matter about a man fucking the whole city that he lives in. That's fine. Because when he gets ready to settle down, he's going to want to settle down with a woman with a low body. Doesn't matter that his body count is 250. No, no. Your body count is what matters. Because I need for you to respect yourself. (laughs) And that respect for yourself is directly correlated to the amount of times that you voluntarily, consensually decide to have sex and with how many people. (laughs) And yeah, she said it's gross. It's gross for the Who do you think these women are having sex with? I don't, there is no way for you to separate men and women in sex, not heterosexual anyway, because that's who the women are having sex with. Your law, if you're saying men value it, then they wouldn't be out here fucking a bunch of women because they value this because they're the ones that are going to make these women impure in your in your eyes and by your logic. Men are who they're having sex with. <laughs> and so if the men truly valued it, they wouldn't be out here having sex with a whole bunch of women. Like, so I don't... Men don't value sex because if they did, they wouldn't be having it with the women that they say they don't value it through when they... That means it's not about the sex being the thing they value. It's, uh, you know, from my perspective, it's about, I guess, that social control. It's about men being able to have these gaps between the difference between what men can do and what women can do just so they can feel like men in that way. My question is, If we all woke up tomorrow and starting from tomorrow on, every woman in the world became the woman that men say that they want women to be, who the fuck are y'all going to have sex with? Like, let's say you can convince every woman everywhere to not have sex with somebody that she's not in a committed relationship with, to not have sex with somebody, um, more than than one or two partners who y'all gonna have sex with because like then you can't have the double standard of where you're out here having a bunch of sex if every woman just becomes this the women that you say women should be y'all would be forced to have to be the same way because the partners that you would be having sex with would no longer be willing to have sex with you it doesn't men don't even really want the thing that they're saying that they want (laughs) Because if you got it, you'd be miserable. Because you would only be able to have sex with your partner, and that's it. Nobody else. Because nobody else would be willing. There would be no prostitutes. There wouldn't be any strippers that you could go and sit in a strip club. You wouldn't be able to do any of that. Then what? Y'all wouldn't be happy with that? Like, and we know this. 
So I don't even understand why these conversations continue to be had because it's fucking stupid. And I'm always so disappointed when it's a woman saying this shit. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. Because you're saying this and you'll be the one who'll be crying on somebody's shoulders about how you you found pictures of another bitch in your, in your husband's phone. You're the pure woman that he wanted, though. <laughs> you kept your body count down specifically so that you could be somebody that respected herself. And he's still out here fucking whoever he wants to. Now what? And I'm yeah. not saying that. I think people should do what the fuck they want to do. I don't care what you do. If you want to have 50 partners, if you want to have two partners. My issue comes when people start telling other people how they have to do it. If that's how she wants, if she feels like having sex with a bunch of people is disgusting, then you don't have sex with a bunch of people. Okay? But don't come out here on this internet telling other people what the fuck it is that they have to do. Okay? Don't do that. So, would you entertain a man that on a date asks you about your body count? No. Is there any way that a conversation about the amount of sexual partners y'all had could come up that would be a conversation you'd entertain, even if it didn't seem like it was a judgmental body count type? If, hmm, is there? Because I, I don't, I guess I would need to understand the reason for you. What is, why do you want to know? What is that going to do? Why, like, then what? <laughs> is there a number that you're looking for? Like, why do you even want to know? Maybe he want to know your experience level. Why? What does, he, does that mean? Maybe he wants somebody to be able to do a cartwheel on the meat instead of starfish out here. But that doesn't. So I could have one partner who was like a freaky ass person that taught me a whole bunch of shit and no more than bitches that have fucked 50 niggas like that. That's not really an indicator because you can have sex with a bunch of people that just like normal sex and still not know anything. So, no, that's not an acceptable reason, because you're not going to be able to find out what I know by the number of people that I've slept with. I could have just slept with one really freaky ass nigga who taught me everything I needed to know. Now what? There's just not a good reason for like us to have that conversation. Having a conversation about STDs, sure. Having a conversation about the number of children that came from you having sex and whether or not you got like six women, six baby mamas, sure. If I have six baby daddies, sure. But just like knowing the number of sexual partners that somebody said, I don't know what you get out of that. What's and also like and how the, could it not be judgmental? You're judging. <laughs> and the way the conversation is gone is women why would women tell the truth if they gonna get consequences from you for telling the truth yeah why would they tell the truth but if we got consequences for it, we wouldn't tell the truth i mean i just don't it doesn't make sense to me to even for somebody to ask that question especially not on a date and i'm just not meeting you because you're assuming that you're gonna be one in the, in, in the number and that may or may not be true. It's definitely not true now that you didn't ask me this goddamn question. <laughs> like, why would you even be asking me that? So all across TikTok, I know you don't know you go on TikTok. How, I'm on TikTok how, a lot. You be scrolling through. So when you be scrolling past them lives and they have them backgrounds that say, why does body count matter or do this? So my For You page, 
that wouldn't pop up on my for you. So when you come across lives, what do your lives be saying? Uh, it's usually people um, making like joke. Like I have a couple. They're like aspiring comedians. Yeah, ran, it's okay. never like I don't. I don't watch videos like that. So like none of that pops up on my for you page. I wouldn't even see it. And that shit show up on my shit all the time. And and then, you know these these are just clout chasers. I think grifters who. They just keep putting this topic up behind them and just getting people to come in, probably debate bros. They getting people to come in and debate, have these conversations, and it's just over and over and over again. And they just put so much inflammatory stuff up on them and just try to get people's reactions and they try to get followers based off of that. People gonna stitch it and make responses to it and everybody. No, no, it don't even be videos, it be lives. It be TikTok lives. Because, you know, on the lives, you can put a background behind you that got words on it. Yeah. It's like people jump in the box and they have debates about that. And I be getting in those lives and just listening to people arguing points about it. You cannot have a conversation about women's sexual practices without it impacting me. It's not a heterosexual, again, let me make that clear. I cannot have a heterosexual, a comment about, a conversation about heterosexual women and their sexual practices that does not directly impact men. Like I said, if every woman, if we all woke up tomorrow and became the woman that these type of people who make these kind of lives and these kind of posts became, men would be fucking miserable. Because again, that means there's no strip clubs because all of those women are not gonna respect themselves and not be in the strip club. There would be no prostitutes. So there'd be nobody for you to pay to have sex with. There would be no side chicks. All of this shit that y'all enjoy and engage in on the side while talking out of the other side of your neck saying what women need to do you would lose all of that you'd lose it all you'd lose all of those things that you enjoy if all the women became the woman that you're saying because if if that was true you wouldn't be engaging with these other kind of women anyway but you do because you like it and you don't have a problem with it now would you bring the the prostitute home to meet your parents maybe not but that don't stop you from fucking her so like y'all sound crazy that doesn't even make sense you cannot have a conversation about women and their sexual practices without it impacting men it's just not possible because that's who the women the heterosexual women are having sex with <laughs> it's with y'all <laughs> and so any be- changes in behavior is going to directly impact y'all and so if you got the world that you're saying that you want it y'all would fucking hate it you'd be mad you be mad because you can't do any of that other shit you was doing now. Stupid. One thing that's happening in these conversations that I don't know is it's like there's a whole bunch of guys that don't care about body count and a whole bunch of guys that do. A whole bunch of guys that do care about body count is saying y'all need to change y'all bodies and all the women are getting mad and the dudes who don't care are, are paying for the sins of the other dudes that's having this conversation. Because women are acting crazy towards all men now because one group of men is convincing these women that all men are like this. And this is the group that's hanging me up. These men that are trying to convince women that all men want these very stringent things from women. And I don't be participating in the conversations because I don't I don't have the problems these folks have, I guess. But it's just getting tiring because, you know, um, new people that I'm meeting are talking about this stuff and I'm having to do a bunch of work getting them to see what a realistic version of 
of this these conversations look like. It's irritating. All of this is really stupid to me. Um, you know, like I said, it, it, one can't exist without the other. And so if you got what you wanted, you wouldn't want it. Because all of those things, prostitution, strip club, those things exist because men spend money on it. <laughs> like people who talk down about strippers and like, like okay, but you go. <laughs> You don't think it's bad enough for you to not go and give them your money. And those industries will continue to exist as long as they're patrons that are going to make pay money to see this shit. And y'all are the ones that are going. There are women, if you go to a strip club, there are women in the strip clubs, but it it mostly men. And they come with stacks of money. You got men spending their bill money on strippers. So like you again what y'all say don't make sense with the way that you behave it just doesn't make sense because again truly if if men y'all could control this by just everybody stopping don't go to the strip club you know don't pay prostitutes stop cheating on your women stop having sex outside of a relationship like if y'all stop doing that you force women to become the thing you want them to be but you're not willing to do that because you don't want to be the thing that you think women should be. <laughs> and so none of it makes any sense to me. All of these conversations sound dumb. And I don't even, again, that's why it's not on my For You page. Because at this point, I just assume that anybody having these conversations with that kind of an opinion is just a delusional person. And I don't watch delusion. When I get on TikTok, it's for happy shit. <laughs> it's just, it is for me to laugh at some uh, relatable, funny shit or see cute animals. That's it. I don't care about the rest of this shit. Don't care at all. Because it just, you can't reason with somebody that's unreasonable. And I feel like people with those kinds of mentalities are just unreasonable because the shit don't make sense. Uh-huh. And again, if she feel that way, sweetie, if you feel that way, then don't have sex with a bunch of people. But you don't get to tell other people what they should do. You just don't do it. Okay, because all of this is based in Christianity. And, you know, what I remember from going to church is that when we die, we are all judged based off of the shit that we did. You can say it's like (laughs) it's like you being a prostitute, but like you ministering to other prostitutes, thinking that the number of people that you got to stop get you into heaven. As far as I remember, unless some shit has changed. Right. It's what you do that gets you into heaven. So from a religious standpoint, I don't even understand why Christians so am, oh, overly involved in other people's shit anyway. That ain't going to get you into heaven by your own standards. So why the fuck do you care? <laughs> it's none of your business. Mind your fucking business. Mind your Christian business and just make sure that you're going to you know, do what you need to do to get into heaven. And that's it. That should be all. I don't, you know. And again, I, I'm not up on my my Bible history, but that's what I remember from the, the, the whole childhood that I spent in church is that you get judged by what you did when you were here. It doesn't matter how many people you saved if you were out here doing bullshit. So, you know, I think that hell is going to be filled with a whole bunch of Christians. <laughs> if it's real gonna be a whole christian section because y'all love minding the business that don't pay y'all 
ridiculous. Are you still there? Because I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't. Yeah, I'm see. here. Okay. <laughs> Didn't see anything. So that's all I have to say about that. I ain't going to even hash it out no more because you ran the gauntlet on it. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I wanted your perspective. This is really why I did this. I wanted your perspective. I'm going to go back and listen to this piece of the conversation, you know, for the next conversations I'll be having about this shit. Um, People are stupid. But yeah, that's it. Um, when Black Panther come out? Next. It's the 11th. I think it's Friday. 11th. Thursday? Thursday or Friday? We're going Friday. That's what's up. It's Friday. It comes out on Friday. So I'm excited. My body is ready. Black Panther, the last time, was like, it was such a, a powerful moment going and just seeing how excited Black people were and just like, it was so, I, I missed that feeling and I'm excited to feel it again and I'm ready. We, done, we got tickets already. We already done bought the tickets. We ready to go. I imagine there's going to be a moment where it, it, it's going to be sad not having chat with Bozeman. I know during his tribute, because I think they have like something you know, or of course they have to explain what happened to Chishala and uh, pay tribute to him. I'm re- I don't even cry. I feel like I'm going to have a thug tear. That shit. So I've already accepted it. I'm ready. Because that death, I don't really, I don't really be impacted when celebrities die. Like when Betty White died, I was like, fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I just loved her. She was a natural shit. But when when Chadwick Boseman died, it was so unexpected, and that shit just it, I don't know. But that shit really hurt. It really hurt when he died. So I know that I'm doing a tribute to him is going to be an emotional thing, and I'm prepared to just let it happen. <laughs> gotcha. But I'm excited to see the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we already got tickets, so just got to show up and. Watching a main, what I, I hope to be an amazing movie. So, yeah. Gotcha. Well, anything else on your mind? That's it. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Hold on.